All right, you are now tuned in to the first ever episode of the Hardwood Turf. This is your host, Vince. I'm here with my man, Alex P. What's up, guys? We're going to talk about a wide range of topics. We're going to start off today, get right into it. Of course, the big news that everybody's been hearing about, it's been all over ESPN, it's been all over Twitter, big trade. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has gone to Toronto for a bag of potato chips no, and no, DeMar no, DeRozan. No. <laughs> I don't know much about this Jakob guy. I don't know how good he is. I don't know how good he can be. DeMar DeRozan, four-time All-Star, though. I like DeMar. I like DeMar. Good player. Is he the, is he the guy, though, that's going to take your franchise to the next step? No, he's not. And I kind of... I, like, I didn't like this trade in the beginning. Because I thought the Spurs could have gotten a lot more. I like DeMar DeRozan. I think he can score from anywhere except the three-point line. <laughs> but but he's uh, he's not the guy that's going to really change your franchise. Him and Lamar, LaMarcus Aldridge, I will say this, they're in the perfect situation. They're both mid-range kings. And, you know, San Antonio is, does not really focus on too many threes. And even if they needed threes, they got Patty Mills. They got some other shooters around there. So they'll be fine on that. But here's the problem, though. They have Patty Mills and who else? I mean, DeJounte, DeJounte, DeJounte Murray, he can't shoot. he's yet. not a three-point shooting no, point not. guard, right? he's not. So aside from Patty Mills, they don't have Danny Green anymore. He went. Which I thought was a steal for Toronto as well in this trade. Getting Danny Green was huge for them. They get a starting shooting guard over there, can play defense, hits the three consistently. He's still, he can still play in this league. He was almost going to be the finals MVP three or four years ago if they, if they finish in that series. He's a, is he more of a system player, though? He might be, but you're not asking for too much out of him. Hit your shots, play defense, that's it. You don't need him to create. You don't need him to do anything extra or unnecessary, I think. I, I just think that it doesn't really... For example, if you look at the East, you have Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston's young. They're loaded. They already went to the conference finals without Kyrie and without Hayward, right? Yeah. So now, those two are back. What did Toronto really do? They just pretty much substituted Leonard for DeRozan. Is Leonard really going to be the guy that's going to take you over the hump? No. I don't know. The way the team is currently constructed, I don't think they'll beat Boston. I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to beat Boston. I think... And... And... Not only that, but it's a rental. Essentially, yeah. They believe they believe they can pull off what OKC did with Paul George, but I don't I don't know if they can do that. They're they're not dynamic enough of a team to pull that off. And you know Leonard does not want to be in Toronto. He wanted to go to LA. Supposedly, supposedly a source close to Kawhi Leonard told a reporter from San Diego that he's he's gonna love Toronto and he's gonna sign by the end of next season. Look, I'm sure Toronto's a great city. I, I have no, no problems with Toronto, but it's obvious that he wants to be in L.A. It's obvious he wants to play for the Lakers, preferably, maybe the Clippers, which I highly doubt. But they essentially traded somebody who had dedicated the last nine or ten years, correct? Yes, of his career, years. Who didn't even take a free agent meeting with anybody else. That's how loyal he was to the organization. Yeah, yeah. They traded him. For somebody that just wanted out of a situation, who did not say he wanted to come to Toronto, still doesn't look like he wants to be in Toronto, 
everybody, all the sources, everybody is saying he doesn't want to be in Toronto. For what? Do they really think they're going to win a championship? They're, they're, I mean, they, they got to believe, they got to hope. But, they, uh, I mean, if they don't make any other moves, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, and Serge Ibaka is not enough it's to not win a enough. championship. I'm sorry. It's not Did, even enough to make the Eastern Finals, in my center? opinion. Jonas. Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas. He's, he's all right. He's nothing special. He's definitely nothing special. I mean, he, I, he was I, the guy that missed 18 layups in that one he game. Did, he did. He did against uh, Cleveland two yeah. years back in the first round. I don't know. I just think at the end of the day, it's a, it's a big risk. It, it's also not only a big risk, but in terms of if you're looking at management, you're looking at how, the way, how things were handled, right? That was a bad look. It's not a good look at all. It's not a good look at all because people are going to be looking at them. They're going to say, this is somebody who was loyal to the organization, who dedicated himself to the organization. And what did he get out he of it? He embraced Toronto and he was, he was, Toronto was like his home, his second home. He literally got traded. So that goes to show that, you know, a lot of people, they, they criticize players for doing what they want, right? We live in this, this sports world where... We're quick to criticize players. People criticize LeBron for doing what he wanted. They criticize KD. They still criticize him. They're criticizing Boogie. But if you really look at it, what's what's how do we how do we decide what's right and wrong, right? Because there are players that we want them to stay loyal to an organization, but at the end of the day, the organization doesn't care about them. That's true. There's two there's both two sides to loyalty, you know. So they're not gonna. You can't just say as a as a fan or as a as a owner say, oh, you gotta be loyal to me, and then you know pull off what Masai Ujiri just did. And I don't know what to believe as far as the reports saying he told Demar Derozan he wasn't gonna be traded or whether it got lost in the discussion and it was a misunderstanding. I don't know. The press conference looked bad, and it's a bad look for Toronto's future as far as trying to woo free agents. Now, if they really are able to re-sign Kawhi, which I highly doubt. But if they are able to do that, then you might have a chance of signing another free agent, maybe moving the Kyle Lowry contract because he's not a playoff player at all. I think he's a great regular season point guard and he's just a flop in the playoffs and you're not going to get far with him as your point guard, I think. So if they can re-sign Kawhi Leonard, then maybe they have a shot at recruiting somebody else, maybe a Jimmy Butler, maybe they can move Kyle Lowry's contract and bring in a Kyrie Irving, who knows. But... Chances are, in my my opinion, they're going to lose Kawhi Leonard. So this was all pretty much a salary dump as far as getting rid of DeMar DeRozan. Kawhi Leonard will walk next season when they lose in the Eastern Semis. And they're just going to have to move Kyle Lowry's contract to a contender that's willing to take whatever it is. I think it's like north of 26 or $27 million, which is huge for, an, for a point guard like Kyle Lowry. I think he's already 30, 31 years old. So Toronto, I don't... I mean, right now... Today they look good, but we'll see. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. What, what motivation does he have to stay? Think about it. Like, weigh the pros and cons, right? You're in the East, so he's, he's the competition. Essentially, the best player in the East. Essentially, you know, arguments can be made. Giannis, Kyrie, Leonard. Depends who who shows up this year. Who comes out this year? Right? Joel Embiid. Embiid. Philly's good. 
Philly's, Philly's young, right? Philly's going to be there for the next 10 years if they stay together. If they stay together. Boston stay is going to be there They've all had for the next problems. 5 to 10 years. Boston, I, see, I don't think Boston's going to stay together that long. Because Danny Ainge, in my opinion, Danny Ainge thinks he's playing 2K. Like, all these guys, all these contracts, he stockpiles contracts, he stockpiles picks, he moves people around. You know, the whole thing with Isaiah Thomas and... I understand they didn't want to move Tatum and Brown to get Kawhi, which is a smart move, essentially. But, you know, they saw what they could do last year without Gordon Hayward and in the playoffs without Kyrie Irving. So who's to say that they're going to actually keep Gordon Hayward through that four-year contract? It's very possible they trade Irving. Before they lose him. Yeah, he was talking about leaving too. Because he, he it doesn't seem like he's fully committed to the Celtics long term. Yeah, you keep hearing about him wanting to play in New York, him wanting to play here, him wanting to play with this person, that person. So if I was Ainge, if you have somebody in Rozier that you know he's going to produce, he showed he can produce in the playoffs, he's obviously not going to be the man on the team, but you don't need that. You don't need him to be. Because you have Tatum, who's coming into his own. You have Jalen Brown, who's coming into his own. Horford does exactly what he needs to do, and he does it great. You have Baines, who's going to do exactly what he needs to do, and he's going to do it great, right? And you have Hayward. They're kind of, they're kind of spoiled at this point because they have, first of all, they have three players that essentially play the same position and are yeah. really good at it. Yeah. Brown, Tatum, and Hayward. Yeah. I don't care if you're going to say one's a two, one's a three. They're essentially the same player. They are, they, they, that's my argument about that team. They didn't have Hayward all of last season. That allowed Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to play as many minutes as they did. They're going to keep all three of them. Someone's going to lose production. In my They're opinion, not going to be Jalen Brown. They're going to trade one of them. And if you trade one of them, and then uh, you keep going with last year's roster, sure. I mean, it'll get you all the way to the Eastern Finals, and there's no LeBron in the conference, so maybe you reach the Finals. But this team is not good enough to be Golden if State. You're di- it's not even good enough to be Houston or... The Lakers, they might be better than the Lakers, but they're not going to be Houston or Golden State in the finals. If you're Danny Ainge and you have to make a choice, who are you trading? Gordon Hayward. Exactly. Because you saw Jalen Brown and Tatum, they had this chemistry in the playoffs. They're growing together. They're young. That's something that you can have together for the next 10 years. I agree. You don't know about Hayward. Hayward's been in the league. Hayward's established, right? Yeah. He was not there last year. So it's either take a risk, mess up the chemistry, or trade Hayward, get some other role players around, or package Hayward and Irving for a super trade, right? And go with those young guys. Because... I think that's the play. I think that's the play. If I was him, I would do that, honestly. I would get rid of Irving and Hayward. No disrespect to either of them. They're fantastic players. But I would get rid of both of them. And I would pull off a blockbuster trade. I would get an amazing player to pair with those two young guys. Yeah. To pair with that that core. You might, you know, you can flip them for a point guard that wants to actually play in Boston. Who do you think they they can get for it? For those two players. And I'll tell you who. I don't know if you're going to say this name. But who do you think would be perfect? And it would actually be a not-so-bad trade for both teams. Let me see here. Are you talking about... He plays in the West. Hint, hint. Damian Lillard? No. No. Hmm. Chris Paul? No. That's not a point guard. Oh, it's not a point it's guard? It's not a point guard. I'm telling you, Rogier is going to be the point guard. Okay, so who are you thinking? 
It's a big man in the West. A big man in the West? Who, Boogie? No. Who? Anthony Davis. Wow, but he won't leave New Orleans. I mean, actually, it's a trade, so you can't say anything about that. But Kyrie, yeah, I mean, be big Hayward, and some fillers for Anthony Davis. You think New Orleans would do that? With no guarantees from Kyrie Irving? I understand you keep Hayward, but Hayward for Davis is not a fair move. It all depends. Yeah. But I'm saying... Technically speaking, it's not a bad trait for either team. It's not. Talent-wise, it's not. Yeah. It's not like one team is getting shafted. No, not at all. Not at all. I can, so, I can agree with that. There are a lot of things they a, can do. It's a doable move because it, keep, it leaves New Orleans without any reliable big man. They lost Boogie. They lose Davis. All they have is... I don't even know if Omega Okafor is still signed there. They, you know what it is, though? Look at the last several championships... No bigs. No bigs. Yeah. Who's the big? Draymond Green? Tristan Thompson? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's Kevin what's Love's not a big anymore. He's a spot-up shooter. Straight up. Who just so happens been, to maybe be in the post. And he stopped rebounding the ball about four years ago. So, that's why I look at it and I say, people don't care anymore. Like, Embiid is the only big I can... Re- Aldridge and Embiid... I, I can't really tell you... Uh, okay, Cousins as well. Of course. I'll put him there. Of course. But... There's no more back to the... Like, Embiid has that. Mm-hmm. Embiid has the back to the basket. He has the range. Embiid can do it all. Embiid he, and he has the spin move, all. drop step. He, he has that old school game with new school flair. Yes. He can also shoot. So can Cousins. So can Davis. Yeah. But we've seen... And honestly, I don't really like this trend. I don't, I don't like the way the NBA is going. I, I agree with you. I miss the old post game, back to the basket. There are no more centers in the league. Like you talk about the best, the five best centers in the league are probably like Demarcus Cousins, Joel Embiid. If you count Anthony Davis as a center, then you got Anthony Davis, and then I don't know Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan. That's your that rounds out your top five. Like these, none of these guys, those guys can't like score with their back to the basket. They can't, they can't hit from mid range. Like they, they're not really dominating. Like the days of Shaq. David Robinson, Pat Ewing, like Hakeem, uh, Tim Duncan. These these days are gone. Nobody's really doing like post moves and stuff anymore. Like Marcus Saul is probably the last, like like he's the last of a dying breed, and he's getting old too. He's in his thirties as well. So, I think the NBA is just gonna be like this for a few more years because Golden State is on fire right now, and it like for, they're gonna be like this for the next two or three years, barring any contract issues. I know Clay Thompson's a free agent next year. We'll see what happens with that, but at least for this season, Golden State is still uh, is still looking good. So I think I think that we're not going to see any of these back to the basket centers for a long time, and it's sad. I'm with you. I I'm totally with you. I miss I miss that old school centers. Game. Speaking of them, a center just signed with Washington. Oh yeah, <laughs> someone who was considered the best center in the NBA, not so long ago. Someone who was considered. A superstar, someone who is considered the type of player that can lead your franchise, who will carry your franchise, who could be the main piece of your franchise, right? And now you see how the tables have turned after the debacle in LA, after the injuries. But look, I think he gets a bad rap, Dwight Howard. I honestly think he does because he had a good year last year. He didn't have a bad year. Is he? Is I mean, is he that much of a cancer in the locker room? Is he a bad character guy? Is he bad news? He keeps getting traded around like this, or is it just simple? The matter of fact is, 
He's I, kind of expendable at this point in his career. I have an answer for you. But first, I want to tell you what he said today. So, what we're talking about is washed up Dwight Howard. In my opinion, washed up Dwight Howard. is uh, he, just, he had a press conference today for signing with the Wizards. At this press conference, you know, somebody asked him about his career and how he feels about it and how, where it's gone. And this is what he said. Quote, I learned magic for eight years. I traveled to La La Land. I learned how to work with rockets. Then I went and learned how to fly with some hawks. Got stung by the hornets, but through all of that, it's taught me how to be a wizard. End quote. Now, like this is it. the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I like life. it. And I, in my opinion, this is a guy who hasn't realized where his career has gone. He's like his fourth team in the last four years. And like you said, he had a good year last year. He was having a double-double. He, he can still play defense. He's just not the type of player. He, he wasn't, he, he's not as dominant as far as rebounding and blocking shots as he was when he was younger, which is fine, but he can still be a presence on the defensive end. But I understand what he's trying to do as far as like play it off and like not let it get to, not let it bother him where his career is gone he's just going to try to play well with the wizards now it's actually a playoff team john wall bradley beal it's a good team it's the best team he's played on in the past three or four years so but i don't like that he's just ignoring what like the question and he's kind of just making a joke about it and i think this has been his problem this is everything that's been like criticized on him this is why he's been criticized for the past few years because he just takes everything as a joke he's been on losing teams he doesn't give effort he's caught making jokes messing around on a losing effort and it's gotten to the point where it's like does this guy really care that's why he gets all these deals on these bad teams because it doesn't matter matter whether they win or lose he's the he doesn't care so he can't go to a championship team. I don't think... I think the Golden State Warriors did a good thing by not signing him because if he starts messing around too much, I don't know. Maybe he might be a problem for the team. I, I actually think Golden State should have signed him because Cousins at this point, he's a big man with an Achilles tear, correct? Mm-hmm. You don't know how he's going to respond. You don't even know when he's going to really be back. And when he comes back... See, the difference is Dwight Howard, I think at this point in his career... He would accept a role of block shots, play defense, pick and roll. Well, that is his role. Yeah, he can't accept that. But see, I don't think Cousins is going to be okay with that. When Cousins is on the floor and he realizes, oh, there's Steph. Oh, there's Clay. Oh, there's Durant. Oh, there's Green. Wait, where am I? When he's he's taking four shots a game, six shots a game. And I agree. He's going to be mad. And, And you know what? He's based off recent history... He's more of a head case than Dwight Howard is. I I see what you mean. I know in Sacramento he was bad, but I think he really cleaned up his image in New Orleans. Anthony Davis and Alvin Gentry both had nothing but good things to say about him. So, but I get what you mean. It, yeah. It's it's very it's it doesn't it doesn't um, it's not wrong to be skeptical about Demarcus Cousins. I just think that Demarcus Cousins situation worked out for him because he's not going to care about the shots. He knows what he's getting himself into because, you know, he's coming back from the Achilles and they won without him. They don't need him. They, they, didn't, they didn't expect to sign him. So he's just there to, you know, rehab his Achilles, show that he can play uh, if and when he comes back and make his payday next year. You know, shifting back to Dwight Howard and, and the Wizards, right? 
I actually think the Wizards got better, and I and I also think that they have a legit shot at the finals to get to the finals. I mean, realistically, it's there's no more LeBron, so the East is it's kind Wide of a toss up. Yeah, I mean, Boston did great last year, but we don't know what they're gonna be like this year. Yeah, we don't know how they're gonna integrate Kyrie. We don't know how they're gonna integrate Hort, uh, Hayward. We don't know what's gonna happen there. There's Philly too. There's Philly too, so, you know, you don't know, really know what happens. So for me, I don't know. I I'm not one of those people that just hates on Dwight Howard because he's Dwight Howard. I think that the guy he led Orlando to the finals. They beat legitimate teams on the way to the finals. They ran into a very motivated Kobe, very motivated LA team, right? Yeah. But the guy can still contribute. If he goes there and he does what he's supposed to, I don't I don't see why not. I don't see why they can't get to the finals. I don't see why they won't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I, I don't think Toronto's going to do anything. I'm just going to throw it out there for now. I really don't think they're going to achieve anything this year. I think this year is going to be a wash. Ka- uh, Kawhi is going to leave. It's going to be seen as a dumb mistake. I think San Antonio is not really going to do anything either. You know, the, the West is kind of top-heavy in a sense where it's, it's Golden State and Houston and then everyone else. Yeah. Even though the Lakers got LeBron. And that's the Lakers, interesting. The Lakers, it's, it's interesting, but I don't think anybody has any delusions about winning a championship this year. Exactly. So I mean, I'm not really too, I'm not really too sure about what's gonna happen in the East, but I'm sure that there's gonna be parity, and I'm sure that it's gonna be very entertaining because it's the first time in a long time that there's no LeBron, so it's just gonna be kind gonna of be a free for all. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting in the East, the Eastern playoffs, especially the semifinals. That's gonna be really interesting. And I don't know. We'll see. And LeBron's in LeBron's in LA now, and people just for some reason keep vandalizing murals of him for some odd. I don't understand that at all. It's like you get the best player in the world on your team, and you're just doing everything you can to ruin the situation. I I agree. I don't understand why. Why, why would you do that? These are these these are the. The crazy, crazy Kobe fans who I don't even know why I can't even give you a good reason as to why they're doing this, whether they're insecure about LeBron coming to the Lakers or whether they just don't like LeBron, even though he's not really a direct rival of Kobe Bryant. They never really played each other in the finals or anything like that. But um, I don't I don't I don't see the reason why they were doing that. It's it, it really boils down to. Kobe fans. I'm a Kobe fan. You're a Kobe fan. We're huge Kobe fans. We grew up watching Kobe. We grew up idolizing Kobe. We grew up hanging. When Kobe wanted a trade, we were a wreck. You know? Yeah. But Kobe played 20 years. He won five titles. He did what he had to do. Now we get gifted the best player in the world. On a silver platter. And we, the, won, we won free agency. We, we literally had no commitments from anybody. <laughs> Nobody came. Paul George decided to do an, an ESPN special and then stay in OKC, which was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Boogie Cousins, we didn't even offer him anything, apparently. 
I don't even know who else there is at this point. Nobody came, right? Everybody rejected the Lakers. But LeBron still came. And instead of people being happy that he came and saying, wow, here's a guy that didn't care about any of these other free agents. He didn't care that nobody else committed. But he still came. That people, should show some side of good faith. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. And, I'm, and I'm really excited to see what the Lakers look like as far as LeBron. And this is the first time he's really had young talent around him. If you've noticed, every time he goes to Miami, they rebuilt the team around him, Wade and Bosch. He went back to Cleveland. They rebuilt the team around him, Kyrie, uh, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. So this this team is not really a full rebuild. There is no other stars. It's a bunch of young guys that are developed really well. Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo, Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram are going to be, you know, they're going to be developing in their second and third years in the league. And they're just going to be, this is the first time LeBron's going to be around successful youth, if, you know, if that's the right phrasing. And the veterans that we got are on all these one-year deals. If they don't work out, they don't work out. It's a one-year deal. But if they do work out, we got some good defenders. We got some good pastors in Rondo and Lance. We got some shot, blocker, shot blocking ability in JaVale McGee. So I'm not saying we're a championship team. I don't have any delusions like that or anything like that. But... The Lakers aren't bad at all. They're they're a top three team in the West, and people need to embrace the fact that LeBron James is the best player in the world, and he decided that he wants to play for the Lakers. I just think Los Angeles should embrace him and be happy that he chose L.A. after all these failed seasons. Five years not making the playoffs. We, we struck out on LaMarcus Aldridge twice in one summer. How embarrassing was that? But thank God. But thank God. <laughs> Honestly, there's, there perfectly. are so many people. I used to go on Lakers forums a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know who they used to talk about on Lakers forums? Who they were excited about? Who they wished they were going to get? Jonathan Bender. I remember Jonathan People Bender. used to be hopeful that we would get Jonathan Bender. And now we have LeBron James. Like, if you really look at it, if you really think about it, we're good. We have so much young talent, and now you just added LeBron. And knowing 100%, I have no doubt in my mind that the Lakers are going to sign a marquee free agent next year. They will. 100%. Because, first of all, let's look at the roster as it is, right? So you have Ingram, who upped his average by, I think, 8 to 9 points. Doubled his average. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You have Kuzma, Steele, Lonzo, unselfish point guard. And what what about our other point guard, Rondo? Unselfish point guard. Very unselfish. Great defender. Great defender. Floor leader. Playoff player. Playoff player. Champion. Championship experience. Playoff experience. Lance Stevenson. He's going to get under your skin. He, he 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 might make some mistakes, but he's the kind of player you want on your team because you know... Lance, go guard this guy. Go guard Clay. He's he's another he's another Dennis Rodman, Ron Artest, Matt Barnes. He's someone you hate when you you hate to play against, but you love him as a teammate. Exactly. That's exactly who he is. McGee, he he knows what he needs to do on this team. McGee, Javale McGee knows he's not gonna come in and and shoot fifteen times a game. He knows he's not gonna do that. He knows he's gonna come in. He's gonna get rebounds. He's gonna play defense. He's gonna protect the rim. That's all he needs to do. And hopefully not. Brick dunks. <laughs> Do a free throw line dunks and brick while they're down by 25 points. No, Lakers shouldn't be down by 25 points at any point this season. We have KCP who 
serviceable player. Good defender, good shooter. Not great, not bad. And now with LeBron... Here's the thing. Now that LeBron's there, I think people are going to settle into their roles a little more. Of course. Because they're not going to be able to just come down the court and do whatever they want. Because they know that LeBron's there. They're going to be held accountable. That's the reason for this roster, in my opinion. Because that's how Cleveland was built. With just LeBron running the show and a bunch of shooters everywhere. Now it's like LeBron doesn't need to bring the court that, the ball down the court every single time. You got Rondo, you got Lonzo, you got Ingram, you got Lance. Every All of these guys can bring the ball down the court and they can create. So it takes the pressure off of LeBron. He can settle in the post, which he had already told Kobe, supposedly, not supposed, reportedly, that he wants to play more in the post, which is a smart thing. On his, It's better for his body. And I think, I think the Lakers are going to be good this year. I think they're going to be a top three team in the West. I think they're going to make it far. Eastern Conference Finals, possibly. I mean, Western Conference Finals, I'm sorry. But they, they, I, think, I think LA really needs to start embracing LeBron. Because, and it's, I know it's not, it's not all of LA. It's just a small portion of LA fans. But look at it. Just two guys screwed up two murals, and all of LA looks terrible. It looks like we don't appreciate LeBron. Two the, guys did that. Speaking of two guys... There's two guys that we didn't talk about. Josh Hart and the GOAT, Michael Beasley. Ah, yes. Michael Beasley. Josh Hart, I think... First of all, the guy's a winner. He's, <laughs> he's a winner. I love Josh I'm sorry, Hart. the guy's I a winner. Love Josh the guy Hart. knows how to win and he does... He's the kind of player that I guarantee you every GM in the league wishes was on his team. I agree. Because... If you say, Josh, go guard the best player on the other team, he's going to do it, and he's not going to complain. Josh, we need you to shoot threes this game. He's going to do it. He's not going to complain. Josh, we need you to be more aggressive this game. He's going to do it. No questions asked. I love Josh Hart. He's a winner. He has that championship at Villanova. He's only getting better. Summer League MVP. Exactly. Threw down 37 points in that double overtime win against Cleveland in the semis. And Magic even said he could push the start over KCP this year. So I Honestly, I think he should. Josh, when have you ever watched Josh Hart and said, what the hell is this guy doing? He doesn't make too many mistakes. I've He's a very smart player. I've never watched Josh Hart and said, what the hell is this guy doing? I've watched KCP <laughs> oh, yeah. many times and said, what the hell is this guy doing? Uh, yeah, that's happened a few times. So I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I hope Josh Hart wins this position. And I also hope that Lonzo Ball beats out Rondo to start for... The point guard position because if Rondo wins that spot, then we're in a lot more trouble than we, than we thought. But I think Lonzo will win that spot. I think I have no problems with Lonzo obviously winning that spot, but I do think once the Lakers get into the playoffs, which I really think they will, I think that Rondo's gonna see heavy minutes, which That's is different. completely fine. That's fine. Playoffs, you need the experience. He's gonna. He's gonna. You know. Maybe not win the game for you, but he will, you know, have an effect on the game for you. So I understand that. But I'm just talking about regular season-wise. You know, Magic Johnson put four starting positions up for grabs. And that means Lonzo and Rondo got to duke it out. I think Lonzo should win that uh, position. I, I, I just think that when it boils down to it, we have a good mix of savvy vets Young guys who are hungry. I'm I'm very excited about Ingram. I think Ingram is going to have a really good year. I think that he's going to do fantastic. I think he's just going to up his average. Even if his shot 
shots go down because they might. Honestly, with LeBron, with uh, with Kuzma, with these players that we've added, it might be a different dynamic. But what I do like about LeBron is that he's going to try to incorporate everybody into the game. He's not going to come in there and I'm the man, give me the ball, get the hell out of the way. I think he sees the benefit of having a guy like Ingram, a guy like Kuzma, people that are hungry, people that are young, people that can score, people that are going to play D. And, you know, we have a good bench too. If you really think about we it, have we have a deep bench. If, if we're able to get Rondo, Stevenson, I don't know what's going to happen, by the way, with our starting lineup. But let's just assume our starting lineup is Lonzo, Hart, Hart. Ingram, LeBron, and McGee. Yeah. <clears throat> that leaves us with Stevenson, Rondo, Beasley, Wagner, who's Kyle who, Kuzma. Kuzma. And Zubac. How could I forget him? Zubac. That's a solid bench. Yeah. KCP. KCP. We're a good so, bench. Mo Wagner will probably will not play a lot. Um, Zubak, he'll be probably JaVale McGee's backup. I don't know how many minutes they'll split minutes, or I don't know how many minutes we'll get. But that's a good bench. We, have we really don't good know bench. what the starting center is, really. We don't know. We don't I mean, know. It, Zubak could win it out. Maybe for he all has we an know, amazing yeah. offseason. For all we know, it could be Zubak. Everyone, for all we know, it could be Wagner. Everyone was talking about him being baby Mark, so you never know. I mean, I look, obviously, as we said earlier, the center position doesn't really matter that much. Just, just play defense and get rebounds. That's it. Maybe That's shoot a three here and there. I mean, we had Brooke Lopez. I wanted to keep him, to be honest with you. I, I wanted, wanted to, to as keep well. Him too, but we'll figure it out. We'll pick up a center next year or something. Did Brooke Lopez go to the East? He went to the Milwaukee Bucks. He went to the Bucks. Yeah. So, if we look at the East now, that's interesting because I think he's a good pickup for the Bucks, and the Bucks have obviously one of the best players in the East. Antetokounmpo. Yes. If we look at the East now with LeBron being out, how would you rate or how would you put together a top five list in, in the, the East? East? Top five in the East? I would still, I, I still think based off the last time we saw Kawhi Leonard play, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the East. And then you got Giannis. I really like Kyrie Irving, and I think he's up there as a as a third best player in the East. And then Joel Embiid, and then probably, uh, probably Ben Simmons, or no, you know what, Victor Oladipo. He's re- he had a really good season, and I think he's gonna get better. He exploded last season for Indiana, dragged him to the playoffs by himself. And they went to seven games against Cleveland. And if it wasn't for a very controversial uh, goaltending call, or non-call, should I say, they could have had Cleveland in the first round. So I like Oladipo over Ben Simmons in the East, but he's my fifth best player in the East. I'll tell what you about my, you? I'll tell you my top five. Based on... Uh, and this top five is based on potential as well. I'm putting Giannis first. Because I feel like Giannis has, has done a lot... And I think that if it came down to having to pick between Leonard and Giannis, I would have trouble. Because I love Leonard, and I think Leonard is amazing top five player. I just... If they came to me and they said, okay, here's Giannis or here's Leonard. 
I don't know if I'll be able to pick Leonard over Giannis because I think Giannis, in a year or two, he's going to be that guy. He already is he kind already of is becoming that guy. That guy. But I feel like in the East, especially, he's going to be that guy. He could, yeah, he could very well because we because you know why? Because we haven't seen Leonard outside of the San Antonio system. That's true. I still, I, I mean, I, I still think he's a, he's a top three two way player. Yes, he's I, the best two way player. He's the, the best two way player. player. He's the, the best, best two way player. player. But you have a point. Giannis is younger and he's just getting better. He he didn't miss all of last season like Kawhi, so you could have a point there. I'm not gonna argue with you. So I put Giannis number one, Kawhi number two, Kyrie three. Embiid four, and once again, as I said, it's based off potential. Mm-hmm. Either Porzingis or Tatum, I five. I think Porzingis, if he's healthy, he's a beast. He's really good. He's really good. He is, but he's, that's the problem. He he's seven foot three, long. And he's skinny. playing in this NBA, and he's skinny. And he's skinny. That's that's one of the reasons why I don't think Phil Jackson was crazy for trying to trade him, because he saw it. He probably saw this guy is seven foot three. He plays inside and outside. Don't let Knicks fans hear this. <laughs> let him hear it. It's the truth, because it's not easy to be that tall, to play that style of game with that frame and to stay healthy it's not it's it's almost impossible look at all the tall players in the nba eventually when i say tall i'm talking seven foot plus right yes don't think about Shaq. no no i know what you're talking about sean bradley like Yao you look Ming, at like like Roy the, the, yeah yeah you look at these built players like sean bradley I mean, chris Porzingis is a seven foot three He's not short by any means. Yeah. Sean Bradley was what seven six. Okay, seven, three five, inches. Whatever. Once you're over seven foot two, it's all blurry to me. It is. I agree. I mean, it's it's you can't you don't have big men typically don't have good knees, and the taller you are, and he's already had knee problems. See, Sabonis when he came into the NBA, he was he was about thirty years old, right? That's true. Yeah. Okay, his knees were done. Sabonis was a beast, by the way. Don't get it twisted. In the, in the Soviet Union or whatever, he, wherever he was playing for Stalin, <laughs> he was he was a beast. The Soviet right? All Stars. He they didn't let him leave. That's why he didn't come to the NBA sooner because they didn't want him to go. Yeah. If he had true. come to the NBA, surefire Hall of Famer, one of the best ever, maybe, maybe. But you look at Porzingis; his game is similar. I could see to that. Sabonis. I could see that. It really is. No matter what anyone tells you, he's they're very similar. I can see that. And to already have a knee problem, what is it, his second year? It's his fourth year. It's his coming fourth into year? his fourth year. Didn't yeah. he already miss a year? He missed most of last season. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, I don't, look at Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis gets injured a lot too. He does. It's another big man who's Anthony playing Davis as a guard and an inter- He's yeah. something else. He is. No, the guy's fantastic. He's an amazing player. He's fantastic. And that's that's not a criticism of him as a player. We're just looking at the simple fact that when you're over seven foot and you have a certain build, you're long, and you're playing a certain way, it's really hard to stay healthy. I'm sorry. You're not 6'6". You, six, six. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Big men usually get injured. It's it's a recurring theme in the in the history of the NBA. No matter what you look, how you look at it, so you're not wrong there. 
So, Isaiah Thomas. He signed with Denver on the vest. Speaking minimum. of big men. Speaking of big men. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas just signed with the Denver Nuggets for the vets minimum. This is a guy who was supposed to get a max contract from Boston just about a little over a year ago. He played through the hip injury. He didn't play well through the hip injury. And Boston traded him for Kyrie Irving. So, and we all know what happened from there. He got traded to the Lakers. He had half of an okay season. He told he told people you know people got to bring out the Brinks truck to get him so uh so they don't so they can keep him and now he's signing for a vets minimum and he was talking about you know how he's not going to be a bench player he's going to be a starter but he's he's going to Denver where they have Jamal Murray and Gary Harris which is pretty much the backcourt of the future so I don't know what he's expecting over there I I mean I don't I don't I don't really care for Isaiah Thomas too much he's a nice scorer in the right system but he's a defensive liability, and he's got too much of an ego, for my opinion, for my liking. Uh, because he has, you know, I understand he had an MVP caliber season in Boston. 29 points a game, that's nothing to laugh at. But Boston is a really nice system that was geared to Isaiah Thomas's strengths, and it hit him on defense. They were always switching, and he was never guarding anybody. You know, he was, so it's, it's like he's not, he can't really back up the whole thing about you know you got to back up the Brinks truck to sign me when you're only good on one half of the floor and that's you know a good defender can shut him down so I don't know what how I feel about it. I don't really care about it too much I think Isaiah Thomas will get some sort of money he's not a max player in my opinion and I think he's doing his career another bad move by going somewhere where he's not going to start it's you look at the the market for a the guy's first of all, the guy's done great things. He's he was this, what the last pick in the draft. Yeah, and he was able to make a great career for himself. There's a lot of people that were top ten picks who nobody knows about, but people know who Isaiah Thomas is. So that in itself is a great accomplishment. Absolutely. But I just don't know if there's a market right now, or ever in the NBA for a star corner piece of your franchise who's a five eight high volume shooter who will get exposed on defense and can also be, I think can be easily game-planned for on defense, right? Because you put you put him in situations on offense where, first of all, if he's man-to-man with somebody, it's going to be hard for him to create enough space to get a jumper off. So what happens then? You put him in the pick-and-roll, right? If you have a, a team that can switch on the pick-and-roll, what is he going to do? He's limited, right? Yeah. That's why you've seen it. The jump passes, right? Yeah. Where he comes off the screen, he's he's looking to he can, shoot. He can't see over the defender. And then he says, oh no, <laughs> this guy's right in my face. I was, I'm was i already in the air. Okay, who can I pass this to? Yeah. How many times have you seen Isaiah Thomas come off the screen, get ready to shoot, and then say, oh no, never mind, and try to pass the ball out? He's That's that's what happens with high-volume shooters. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a good scorer. He can score. But that's that's the extent of what he can do. And he's not... Here's the problem. You look at AI, right? AI was not the tallest person in the world. No. AI was, what, six foot wet? Uh, with, with shoes, shoes on. on. But AI... I felt like created more. He was a high volume shooter too. He was... Out of, I don't want to say he's selfish because if you saw the teams he played on... Yeah. I would be selfish too. Yeah. To be honest with you. With that. But 
AI was way more dynamic, way more athletic. He did way more. When I look at Isaiah, I'm just, every time he comes down the court, it's like, okay, well, where's the on the ball pick coming? <laughs> when is, no, seriously, when is it coming? Okay, there's the on the ball pick. Hopefully he does something. I, I just don't see it. So I don't blame teams for passing on him when considering, are you going to pay Isaiah Thomas $180 million? I wouldn't. Is, is he really going to lead you to a title? I don't know. And the guy's great, but I mean, he kind of did good with the Lakers last year. When yeah, he was he traded was okay mid-season. After, after he did he was good. Traded here, yeah. But he needs to realize, look, man, I'm I'm going to have to earn my status again. In his eyes, that status never left, right? He's still Isaiah Thomas. He's still the guy that averaged right. 29. Right. He's still the guy that was on the Boston Celtics. Right. He doesn't want to accept that that's and it's What's okay happened. to accept it. Yeah. It's okay to accept it. You're not going things happen. Honestly, things happen, and you know what? His biggest mistake was his loyalty. As messed up to as Boston, that sounds. Correct. Yeah, that was his biggest mistake. He was loyal, and what did they do in return? Got rid of him. They used him, they used him up, and then before they could pay him out the max, they traded him for Kyrie Irving. And, and that's... There is no loyalty in the NBA. There is no loyalty in the NBA. I'm sorry. And you know what? It's become a business, and at this point, it doesn't even matter what, what anybody says about it. Because... Like the loyalty factor came with the old, you know, the drafting rules. You could sign like seven year contracts, eight year contracts, and stuff. And just being able to hold on to a player for that long made the player, you know, able to stick around the city. The city will embrace this player. But these days, to have to sign short contracts, signing that short contracts allows teams to be able to move players more frequently. This way, the players don't get too comfortable in any city. The teams don't get too comfortable holding any of these players unless they're, unless they're franchise-altering players, which there aren't too many of them in the league these days anyway. So as far as the loyalty factor in the league, that's out the door. There is no loyalty in the league. Forget about it from both ends. Players, players don't have to be loyal to the team, and the team doesn't have to be loyal to the player team needs to look out for its best interest that's why with this whole DeMar DeRozan thing I understand DeMar DeRozan's frustration as far as getting lied to if Masai Ujiri told him he wasn't going to get traded and he got traded that's that's messed up but on the flip side Masai Ujiri has seen that the past three or four years they just can't get past the Le- LeBron James in the playoffs I understand LeBron James is no longer in the east but if you can't get past LeBron you're not going to be Golden State in the finals so the shakeup was needed. And again, if Kawhi ends up leaving, they're able to dump DeMar's salary and they can move Kyle Lowry and they can start the rebuild. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the loyalty factor in the league. It's, it's, it's just not there anymore. So as it goes, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. Whether you're at work, 
you're driving home, you're bored at home, driving to work, bored at work, same time, same place next week, Vince, Alex P., Hopefully, we'll have some more stuff to talk about. If there isn't, we'll, we'll just make, make stuff some up. up. <laughs> so, thank you, and see you next time. Peace.